Welcome to Kitchen Conversations with Nat, where I'm Nat, and these are some of my thoughts on this and that. I thought I'd share. You can like it or leave it. I don't care. Society likes to give us their opinions on our body and our mind, so I'm here to share my thoughts and chat with some friends about any answers we can find. Welcome to the first episode of Kitchen Conversations with Nat. Guys, I'm so excited to be here. Lots of planning and dreaming and brainstorming and we're finally here. Just time to just do it. You know, there's so many times that we have dreams and things that we want to do and we get busy with life and we just don't do it. And so I'm excited to be here and to be doing this podcast. First of all, I want to tell you why it's called Kitchen Conversations. To me, the best conversations happen in the kitchen. And I think that it's a place where you don't have to, you don't have to like sit down in a comfy seat. You don't feel like you're staying for a long time. Everyone's a little bit uncomfortable, whether someone's cooking and you're just sitting there talking to them or whether you're both cooking and you're talking or whether you've finished up a meal and you just finished the dishes and you're sitting in the kitchen and just having a conversation. It's, it's a safe place that you don't really realize that you're entering into deeper conversations, but you are, and then the best conversations happen in the kitchen, whether you're on the floor, on a stool, on the countertop, on a table. It's just fun to sit in the kitchen and have a conversation, and usually there's a snack nearby, so that also helps. (laughs) So that's why it's called Kitchen Conversations. I thought I should introduce myself as well. My name is Nat, and I live in Texas, near the Dallas area, and I grew up in Texas. I just got back from a year and a half living in Uganda, and I've come back to a COVID America with a new perspective on life, and I'm really excited to share some things with y'all and to just talk through it um, and to figure stuff out together so that we can all be living life to our greatest potential and to the fullest. So I have some basic needs, and I would like to put some emphasis on basic. Uh, I love tacos and queso and a good margarita. Uh, It's hard to beat, especially if you're on a patio. Man, I know, I said basic. Whatever. I also love a good iced coffee from Starbucks with cinnamon almond cold foam. Y'all, if you're like drinking it like out of like kind of a sippy cup and then you're enjoying the cold foam, there it's just like really hard to beat. Now, give me some grace because I was in Africa for a year and a half and I didn't have like great coffee where I was. And so coming back and having Starbucks is like this luxury. But I also do love coffee and coffee culture, which is like a weird thing that it's a thing now, but um, I do have a Chemex, so quit your hating. I know good coffee too, but I love that cold foam cold brew. Just go get you one and don't complain about it until you've had it and then we can talk. So (laughs) a few things that you should know about me. I grew up as a goody two-shoes. I am a minister's kid and was told from an early age that my 
parents' reputation is based on the way that I act. And so I took that to heart and I ran with it and I became a good little religious girl in the Bible Belt and didn't question anything. I just loved people. I loved Jesus. I loved church. I loved it all. And that became my life. And I just fell into the trap of loving all of these things instead of loving Jesus who died on the cross. I loved the reputation that I had. I loved rules and I still love rules, (laughs) oddly enough. Like I said, last year I moved to Uganda and I moved there as a missionary. And as soon as I got there, I began to question whether or not God was real. So I went into the kind of like this crazy dark mode where I was like, oh shit, I just moved all the way across the world to serve this God that I don't even know if he exists. And like, what am I doing with my life? Why did I do this? Like, I guess I could just love people and not love God. I don't, it was scary to be honest. And so I spent the past year and a half in Uganda questioning God, questioning my beliefs, and questioning the church in general. And so I want to share more of that journey and that story as we go along with this podcast. But I do want to say that I am a Christian and see the world from a Christian perspective. I I just genuinely just love Jesus. Um, I still am questioning some things about the church, and I want to talk about that here in the kitchen. And I want to discuss that with some people who are my friends who also have had these conversations with me and just kind of open our minds to what is truth and why are we believing things that we're believing. And maybe there's a new angle and a new perspective we can take on things. So yeah, I just am excited to do this podcast and to go from a place of complete and total legalism And then right before I left for Uganda, I went into like party mode and like went a little nuts. And then I left my job um, and my coworkers who were my friends and I moved to Uganda and I questioned all of it. And I just like lived in a sweet little shame bubble (laughs) and there was nothing sweet about it. And so struggled with anxiety and depression and all of those things that will haunt you as you're trying to fall asleep at night. And so... I want to talk through those things. On this podcast, I really want to talk about things to do with your mind and centering your mind and and how you should center your mind. And if you're centering your mind, just to find your center or to find the Holy Spirit within you or what it looks like to have a still mind. Because whether you're a Christian or not, you want peace in your mind. I firmly believe that. And so I want to talk through that and I want to see if we can talk through different angles on that. I am, I studied psychology in my undergraduate degree at TCU, go frogs. And I am now getting my master's in counseling at um, Denver Seminary. And so I'm studying psychology and love that and want to talk about the mind. I want to talk about our body and how our body works with our mind and how the body needs to be taken care of. 
And while we're taking care of our body, our mind plays a huge part in that and our body speaks to us. And then mostly I want to talk about society and how society speaks into things about our lives that maybe we give society too much credit and we believe society a little too much sometimes. And so I want to talk about how society plays a really big part in our lives, whether we want it to or not. And right now, social media is a big part of that. And books and podcasts and all these things that we have access to listen to and how we have a lot of people speaking into our minds saying telling us what we should believe and what we shouldn't believe and what's right and what's wrong and that's scary and so without being too much of a conspiracy theorist I want to talk about new angles on age-old beliefs or new angles on things new perspectives on things that are widely accepted and why they're widely accepted and how we got to the point of accepting these things that maybe we shouldn't be accepting or maybe life would be better if we're not accepting these things or if we live opposite of our culture in this way. So I really want to talk about different perspectives and hot takes. And so I think hot takes are important. Um, If you don't know what a hot take is, you should because that's what our podcast is going to be about. But a hot take is something that you like or dislike that society loves or doesn't love. So like, for example, my hot takes are, I don't think Chick-fil-A is that great. Now don't stop listening just because I said that. I love me some waffle fries and their salads are amazing. And I love, I just, I do love it. But like, okay, it's not as healthy as we think it is. And it's just, it's not as great as we want it to be. In my opinion, I also don't like Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving food is not good. I think there's better food out there. And I just, I don't enjoy the holiday Thanksgiving. I'd much rather just celebrate Black Friday than Thanksgiving. So like, you know, everyone loves Thanksgiving or everyone. But like, once you share your hot takes, you might find like other people have freedom to also decide for themselves what they like and they dislike and sometimes it's scary to share a hot take out loud when we get into deeper subjects even even talking about Chick-fil-A and Thanksgiving that's still oddly scary because people are so opinionated and everyone shares their opinions on things and so yeah I just I just am excited to discuss hot takes and to have a place where All opinions and all facts are welcome in this kitchen. So we're not going to ignore a fact just because it doesn't line up with our opinion. And we're not going to ignore an opinion just because it doesn't line up with what we've heard our entire lives. And so we just, I just want to talk through things. I just want to hear from other people and have discussions and talk through what is society telling us about our bodies and our mind and our spirituality that they've been telling us for a long time. And we just like need to uncover some of the things that they're saying. I just want this place, this kitchen, to be a safe place to explore different ideas, different values, different beliefs, different ways to look at things, another side of things that we maybe aren't used to thinking through. I want everyone to be able to feel comfortable bringing their truth in. Now, this is a funny thing. I even cringe saying my truth or their truth because I also watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and they get so caught up in saying like, this is my truth and I'm sticking to my truth and I make fun of it a lot. And so 
just know, like, when I say that, I mean, I want people to feel comfortable to believe whatever they want to believe and then to also expand their minds and not feel like they have to believe one way or the other. But like I said, full disclosure, I am sharing from my Christian perspective and my upbringing, and I'm fully aware of that. And so feel free to contact me and let me know, hey, this is, I see this completely differently. I want to hear about that. I want to hear your perspective on the world because I know mine's not all inclusive. And that's another reason I want to have people on this podcast is because we all have different upbringings. We all have different beliefs. And so I will be bringing people on this podcast and it is up to them whether or not they want to share their belief in God or where they're at spiritually because that shouldn't define the way that we look at a person. And so I will be having people on who are Christians, who are not Christians, and you can be the judge if you'd like to to decide what they are or they're not, or they might tell you, but we're all figuring it out together. So um, this is an open space where we can be honest and vulnerable and talk through things together. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope that it brings new perspective to your mind and to the way you view the world. And I just, I'm excited. Okay, so that's a little bit about me. That's a little bit about what this podcast is, why we're going to be having it. But I want to get into a little bit of what I've been learning lately and what I've been thinking about. And so here we go. This is the first podcast. This is the first after the introduction. We're good. We're going. You know who I am. You know what this is about. So let's talk about some of the things that our society is normalizing that maybe we shouldn't be normalizing or that maybe they're good things that have been normalized or maybe they're things that have been normalized that you think differently and you feel trapped because you think differently. Let's just talk about it and let's talk about how like in my 29 years of life, things have been normalized that weren't normal when I was born. And so that's not a very long time ago. (laughs) I'm still young. Um, Not a very long time ago that I've watched things become normal that were not normal before. And I've watched how society has done it. And it just really fascinates me. So yeah, fun conversation topic is what do you see that has been normalized in society that wasn't normal five years ago, 10 years ago? What has been normalized? Here are some things that I think have been normalized. I think it's been normalized to not have a boss. Everyone these days, you ask them what they're going to do with their life, which is a question you should really avoid asking people. But anyways, you ask someone what they're going to do with their life and their dream is to work for themselves. Like most people will say that at least by 35, I want to be my own boss or by 30, I want to be my own boss. Well, okay, let's think about that. Like the world needs leadership and you need leadership in your life. So why do you want to be your own boss? Like cool, be an entrepreneur, invent new things. But like, why do we not want accountability? Why do we not want someone to tell us what to do? It's interesting, huh? Just a thought. (laughs) Another thing is gender fluidity. Now, I have probably some controversial beliefs about this kind of stuff. 
um, depending on, everyone has controversial beliefs, right? Oh my gosh, it's so weird. This world is just a big mess, but gender fluidity has been normalized and it's, it's working on being normalized. Like now it's still kind of weird for some people to hear that someone's gender fluid, but you do in normal society today, ask someone what pronouns they want to use. And so if we're asking people which pronouns they choose, that's being normalized. And the generation that I will raise when hopefully one day I have kids, that will be a thing that they ask their friends, hi, what's your name? What are your pronouns? And that's okay. Like, that's being normalized because people have felt uncomfortable for years. And so it is okay. And just because something is weird or different doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm just going to love no- people no matter what, what they choose. I, who am I to say if they feel like a boy or a girl in their mind? I, it's not my job. <laughs> it's not my job to tell them who they are. Another thing that is being normalized is the $30,000 millionaire. Now, if you've not heard what this is, it's someone who makes $30,000 a year, but lives like they make a million dollars a year. So what is normalized through that? Debt. We have normalized debt in such a way that it is a way of life to live on your credit card. You have to have credit to buy a house. You have to have credit to get all these things. And we all have to go into debt to go in to college. Most of us, not I said we all, but most of us have, I went to college for four years and I came out with a hundred thousand dollars of debt. What? That was the biggest shock. Like I couldn't live a free life once I graduated. It just was so exhausting to hear like what a lottery ticket was going for and then be like, oh my gosh, I could pay off my loans. And then I would have $20,000 left. (laughs) It's like, it's so sad that that has been normalized and that things are so expensive these days and the the status, the expectations of our lives is so high that we can't meet it with our normal paycheck. And so in order to fit in, we are having to spend a lot of money and go into debt. Now, I just want to also clarify that I did pay off, I've almost paid off all of my debt since college. And so I am not a hundred thousand dollars in debt now, but debt is normalized. Like it is very normal to be in debt. Uh, something else that's normalized is social media. Guys, social media was not 20 years ago. Social media was not the answer. Like it was not the platform for people to share their opinions. The kitchen table was the dining room table was that was where people had their platform church or the bar or school or these different places where we could go and share our opinion and have a platform has been broadcast to the entire world now. And I have friends on Facebook from multiple different countries who are watching me and I could just put something easily out on Facebook or Instagram and it could it reaches Uganda in 0.5 seconds that is has been normalized and there's good and there's bad to that Um, I'll let you think through that (laughs) and with social media has come this new cancel culture I don't know if you know what cancel culture is but it's basically when 
someone famous or not so famous, but usually someone famous tweets or does something that is a hot take to society, society cancels that person and they become a nobody and they get bashed on the internet for one decision or for one comment. Guys, when did that become normal? Like, sure, I agree with accountability and I agree that that people... I can't even say that, guys. I was just thinking, no, like, if you're going to step outside of the status quo, that's okay. Like, we need people to step out of the status quo. Like, we need that. High School Musical taught us that. <laughs> don't, don't stick to the stuff you know. Basketball players can be in musicals. <laughs> Anyways, just something to think about is this cancel culture and bashing humans. There's a podcast about cancel culture. I go listen to it. There's also a Black Mirror episode that is a hyperbole of how we sit behind a screen in our digital lives and we bash people and then it gets taken too far and out of hand and then people die people get injured people's man insecurity depression all of these things can arise just from social media anyways there's also good with social media things that should be brought to the light are being brought to light and I think that's so good so I just went on a tangent about how it's bad but cancel culture is an interesting phenomenon look it up let me know what your thoughts are. Social media has been normalized. Cancel culture through social media, through Twitter, has been normalized. It is crazy that we can excommunicate someone from society using social media. I said I was going to stay away from being a conspiracy theorist, but I just something to think about. <laughs> um, something that's been normalized too here. Something recently and coming back to America that I've seen with everyone wearing masks. Oh my gosh. Like, okay, first of all, masks have been normalized. That's an interesting thing. But second of all, this shame, everyone is throwing shame at everyone, like both sides and there are two sides and they are political sides. Guys, what, since when did saving some people's lives or taking care of other people or being a decent human or not being selfish become a political issue like I don't understand I I I don't understand <laughs> but like since when is it okay to throw shame at people like oh you're wearing a mask like it is it is your right to not wear a mask like you don't have to wear a mask like and then you feel like an idiot for wearing a mask and then on the other side you could meet you could walk into the same situation with just a different person with semi-different beliefs and they say oh my gosh why are you not wearing a mask like, don't you know coronavirus is real? This is out there. Why are you not wearing a mask? Wear a mask. Like, you need to wear a mask. You're going to die. Like, and then you get into a frenzy on WebMD and you find out that you possibly have coronavirus and cancer at the same time and staph infection and you don't know what's happening. Anyways, this shame culture has been normalized and y'all, it's got to stop. It is evil and it, we need to all look into our lives and figure out where we're projecting shame onto other people. Uh, something random, too, that has been normalized is phones. Like, literally when I was born, my parents didn't have phones. They had beepers. LOL. I'm 
old, I guess, whatever. But like when I was in high school, iPhones didn't exist, okay? And then when I graduated from college, everyone had an iPhone. Well, well, what? Like, how did that happen? How did an iPhone become normalized? And who told you to buy one? And how did you get one? And all of a sudden you have a computer in your pocket at all times and you feel left out. Something else that has been normalized that is going to be the first couple episodes of this podcast is busyness. What is this always having a to-do list, always having plans, always having something that you should be doing, that you need to be doing? Like, what happened to evenings at home? What happened to the simple life? I always think back to, like, life on a farm or Little House on the Prairie and, like, what did they do in the evenings? And that looks a lot like what we did in Africa, and I feel like that's something, like, I had to go through when I moved to Africa was I called it a busyness detox, And so when I moved to Africa, I like always felt like I had to be doing something, but you literally can't. Like, first of all, there's not anything to do some days. Second of all, Africa moves at a very slow pace in general. And third of all, like sometimes you just can't do things because it's so emotionally hard to be in a third world country when you're raised in a first world country. Let's just go ahead and say that. So then like with busyness being normalized also stress is normalized y'all realize that our bodies were not designed to be stressed right like we are supposed to be stressed when we are being chased by a rabid animal and that is the only place that our body should be stressed and maybe at work sometimes when we're not going to have a deadline but not every second of every day like we should not live in stress we should not live in anxiety so like why are we accepting these things into our lives? And then everyone, if you're not stressed, someone's going to project stress onto you. <laughs> it's a very interesting thing. Like we're not content to just sit and be still as Americans. Now, the rest of the world, I don't know. I can't speak for that. I'm just talking from my perspective, like I said. So yeah, I want to talk about that in the next couple episodes of like, why do we always feel the need to be stressed? Why do we always feel the need to be busy? Where is that coming from? Just some questions. I heard a quote that says, The ritual lasts long after the reasons have been forgotten. And that really like struck home. Like, why do we do the things that we do? Like, the rituals last long after the reasons have been forgotten. Like, we don't remember why we do certain things. We just do them now. And I know, again, I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just wanting to ask, do you ever ask why? Or do you just go along with what society is doing? Food for thought. (laughs) Also, I would like to bring light to some things that Christians in general have normalized that are, in fact, unbiblical. And they're all of a sudden a way of life for Christianity So one thing that Christians have normalized is how to treat the gay community. Since when does Jesus tell us to ostracize anyone? Since when does Jesus say the answer to healing someone's heart is to make them feel like like they are just a giant fat sinner who is just living this terrible life? 
Who are you to say that to them? Who, where do you get off? Like, and, and then like thinking about my friends who are gay and how it's just like such a common thing for them to say the church has hurt them so bad. Like you watch one episode of Queer Eye and they're telling you like that the church has hurt people and they're not afraid to like go and hang out with Christians, but like, are Christians afraid to go hang out with gay people? Yes. Yes. Stop it. You not condoning their activity should not look like you shunning them from life and you not asking about their personal details of life. Like, sure, there's boundaries in all conversations, but you're allowed to be interested without completely condoning their lifestyle. Like, stop it. Stop it. Just freaking love everyone. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to ask someone how their day is going or to not be intimidated by someone's life choices. Like, who are you to be intimidated by that? Like, calm down, Christians. Another thing is, like, that Christians have normalized is how to give to the poor without going near them. So we have these missions budgets and we have these things where we give to the poor or we have one day where we go into the community and we give them something sweet like or we give them like a donation or we like donate to a homeless shelter but we don't go near the homeless shelter like what is that that is not Jesus what are you doing (laughs) why are you just throwing money at a problem in what case in your life has that ever worked so in what case in someone who is poorer than you's life is that gonna work another thing that we've normalized in the church is digging up the past I'm very certain that 1 Corinthians says love keeps no record of wrongs. So even in our own lives, if we are called to love our neighbors as much as we love who? We love ourselves. So if we're called to love ourselves with a genuine and true love, we are not to keep records of wrongs of our lives. And so we don't need to keep digging up the past and like, Sure, there's time to dig up the roots of something. Like if you're like, why do I always react this way in this situation? And then you go and you're like, oh, it's because of this thing that my mom said to me when I was seven. And that makes a lot of sense. And then you receive a lot of freedom in it. And you forgive your mom and you forgive yourself and you walk forward. But if you go to a conference and you're sitting there and they're asking you to to listen to the Holy Spirit and to dig up these things that have wounded you in the past and you walk away and really you're just sitting there more wounded and not healed and you're walking away from it like well that did absolutely nothing in my life like I'm still a mess like I'm actually worse than I thought I was and I'm now I'm depressed because I can't fix who I was or the situations that helped that happened to me the last two things so something that has become normalized in the church is comfort how to live the most comfortable life sermons are all about how to be comfortable during this trying time or it's like these things these ways of life like go get a cup of coffee sit in your cozy corner read your bible that's what a relationship with jesus looks like i'm sorry that's not what it looks like and the world is about to go to shit and if you're not ready for it you're going to be left in the dust (laughs) like i'm sorry to say that but like This coronavirus should be a wake-up call for those of us who are just really looking for a comfortable life. 
that it should not be the end goal. Comfort should never be the end goal. Now I'm speaking to myself here. Oh man, getting convicted. Because when I was in Africa, I found things that were comfortable and I wanted those things the most. And then like in moving back to America, I'm like, there are things that I want in my life that provide comfort for me and that keep me sane, I guess. But that's not, that should not be the end goal. And comfort is good at some points, but when comfort becomes the end goal, when you're trying to make the most money you can to live in the nicest house you can or to drive in the coziest car you can or to buy the best furniture you can or the best bed, like, you're missing the mark. Like, Jesus actually called us into suffering, and the Bible talks way more about suffering than about comfort. Now, he says he's going to comfort us when we go to him. He tells us not to be afraid that he will comfort us. He tells us that his burden is light and easy. And so when we are struggling, like, to come to him, but he does not say, see comfort in everything that you do and your life will be just peachy. He doesn't say that. So what, how did we start normalizing comfortable lives as Christians. And the last and most important thing that Christians have normalized is the cross. All of a sudden, the cross is this thing that people are decorating with or wearing around their necks or um, getting tattoos of, which all are great things if they're standing for a reminder of the fact that you were once going nowhere fast and Jesus swooped in and he died and he rose again and he conquered all of it. He broke the curse on your life. He, he was the one sacrifice for all. He saved your life. If it's the reminder for that, then that's great. But if it's just a, a cute thing that you found that because it's like a cross, so it means you're a Christian and it says the lyrics of amazing grace and cute little print on it. So you put it in your house because it's going to make your house look more cute when your people come over for community group, then what are you doing? (laughs) And I know we've heard all the, all the sermons and all the things about the cross shouldn't be a decoration. It was a torture device. Okay. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying that when we are young, my brother just talked to me about this. He heard it on a podcast by Jordan Peterson, and he was explaining it to me in this way of when we're young, the cross is too gruesome to share. And so most of us, a lot of us, not most of us, a lot of us go to church when we're little because parents want their kids to be raised in a Christian environment or a Christian lifestyle. And so we go to church when we're little and or where we have friends when we're younger and they they bring us to church or we have an interaction with the church but when we're young the cross is too gruesome to talk about for kids because it's about death and we don't even want to say the word death to kids but that's the whole pinnacle of our faith was this death and this resurrection being raised to life and it was gruesome it was gory it had to be it was a sacrifice it's like things have to die in order to receive purity like guys it's a big deal but we can't share that with kids because it's it's too gruesome it's too messy and then the kids as kids we start to grow up but 
it's never brought back into our language or vernacular. It's in our developmental years, it's taught to us as it's blown over. It's not a big deal. It's the whole reason that we're saved, but like, we're not really going to explain it fully because you can't really handle it. What? What? Like, and so then like, as we develop, the cross is not a big deal because it couldn't be when we were little. And so the cross, if, if the cross never becomes a big deal, then we just normalize the cross. We normalize that that Jesus died and he rose again and he saved all of our butts from eternity without him. And, and we normalize that. Like we don't think about that anymore. Like what are we doing as a church, as people? And Jesus is the ultimate way and not this legalistic bullshit that we're walking around believing of comfort or living the most comfortable life, tithing to our church because they take care of poor people. What are we doing? <laughs> Anyways, so the church is a, a little messed up. Society's a little messed up. We're all a little messed up. Um, and we're all believing things that maybe we shouldn't be believing. And we're all being taught things that maybe shouldn't be the way that we believe of things, the way that we see the world. So... Just some things to think about. I encourage you as you're having conversations with your friends to take the conversation a little bit deeper. Um, It's been like this thing I've been doing this week has been asking people, what do you think has been normalized in society that shouldn't be? And guys, I haven't even touched on like sex has been so normalized that once it became normalized, then people wanted something a little bit raunchier. And so these cruel humans created an island for kids like for for people to go to and have sex with kid like what what is that oh making me cry a little bit like what is that like what are we normalizing now that's going to be a torture device for people in the future think about it think about it why are we shaming everyone why are we bashing people what are we doing let's fix it fix yourself then through that you'll fix everybody else um give yourself grace give everyone grace walk forward and don't be afraid to walk forward but think a little bit deeper about these things that have been normalized and why they've been normalized and why you just believe because it was there for you to believe in the beginning so I just encourage you to to ask your friends what's being normalized and then to have a discussion about it because it's really fascinating huh Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of Kitchen Conversations where um, we just talk about things that people are talking about, but maybe we're giving new angles to it, new perspective to it. So join me next week. I'm going to be talking about stress and the stress society, stress culture that we are living in, and then how to simplify our minds and our thoughts and then eventually simplify our lives so i love y'all and i'm so excited to be doing this and yeah i'll talk to you next time